0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to Bees Charitable Pursuits dot com. That's B-E-E-S Charitable Pursuits dot com. Now, Here's your host, Brian Pruitt.
1: Good, fabulous Friday morning to you out there in the listing world. We got three more fabulous folks. I have to apologize for my voice. First of all, the pollen is early on me this year, so uh, it's kind of kicking my butt at the moment. But for those of you first time tuning in, this is Charitable Georgia. It's uh, stories about uh, individuals, businesses, nonprofits doing great things in the community. So, Welcome to Charitable Georgia. My first guest this morning is Chaplain Lindy Earl from Turnabout 180. Uh, Chaplain Earl, thanks for being here.
0: Good morning. Thank you for inviting me.
1: So um, you and I have talked a little bit. I've heard some uh, stuff that you presented on what you do and why you do it. But give us a little background. First of all, tell us about Turnabout 180 and how you got there and why you're doing what you're doing.
0: Okay. Well, why I'm doing what I'm doing isn't goes back to my childhood. And when I was a little girl, I was raised in a very religious home and I wanted to grow up to be a pastor. And I was told you can't. And back then you couldn't. And life went on. And so I got into the business world. I was a college professor. I was, um, vice president of marketing. I was an entrepreneur. And then one day I got a phone call and this guy on the other side, side, on the other end of the line said, we'd like to hire you as a chaplain. I said, well, that's great, but I'm not a chaplain. I have an MBA, not a you know theology degree. And he said, no, we'll train you. And I said, what does it cost? He says, we'll pay for it. And I'm like, this is just too good to be true. And sure enough, they put me through the training and got me certified, and I became a chaplain. But I work for a nonprofit where our focus is helping other people, whether they're dealing with childhood angst, grief, Um, just not have, not waking up happy every day like we should. We're meant to be, you know, live this life as well as we can. Life is very, very short. And so, um, at Turnabout 180, the whole goal is to take you from where you are if you're not on a very happy path to where you can be. And we do this through seminars, through Bible studies, and through one on one. And we work both with individuals, but we love to work. We're business chaplains, so we love to work with companies. And so we have clients who invite us in, and once or twice a month, it can be as often as once a week, we go into companies and we give a Bible study or we give a presentation. Brian, you were there for my presentation on communication, where we talked about um, both. I'm sorry. Um, we talked about. Um, the different ways to communicate and the how you accidentally communicate very often and what you don't mean to say. And so we go in and we give these seminars to employees, and then we make ourselves available for one-on-one interaction. People can talk about anything from their childhoods to not liking their bosses to what's going on in the world today because we're there for whatever. We meet you where you are. And a lot of people are still dealing with grief. Um, might might have been their mother died 10 years ago. Might have been they had a break with a family member and they've never dealt with it. Or it could be that they need a new job. We have counseled people through, I hate my job, I'm not happy here. Okay, well, rather than just quitting, why don't we work to see, work with your employer to see how we can make you happy. One of the benefits of having an, a chaplain in your office is, is that retention increases greatly, attrition therefore drops, absenteeism drops, workplace violence drops, um employee conflict drops, employee satisfaction improves, which means customer satisfaction improves. What a great benefit is that you you have happier customers because you invested with the benefit of having a chaplain in house.
1: So when you do that with the businesses, uh, is are you there either- particular times during the day or are you there does somebody bring you on for a certain amount of time during the month or how does that work
0: well normally they choose um a couple times a month they'll say okay we want you here every tuesday morning from eight to noon or we want you here on wednesday afternoons from one to five and you can find the the prices for this on turnabout180.org and you can have us there for the entire day most people try um have us in twice a month. That's the norm.
1: So when you and I talked, you you have something in common with myself, that you were a marketing professor at KSU. I took marketing classes at KSU, but I didn't have you. Um, So how is this – how do you see the difference from the marketing aspect or is it helping you having that marketing background doing this?
0: The marketing background has definitely helped me with the social media side. I understand the importance. Um, I'm very sad how few people understand what marketing really is. They confuse advertising with marketing, sales with marketing. You know, true marketing is learning what the customer wants, finding a way of providing that at a price affordable to them, but profitable for the company. That's true marketing. And when companies understand this and stop calling sales marketing, sales is a very important function, but it's not, it's not marketing. So that's one of the joys when I'm talking to C levels. And they want to talk about, okay, I can't decide what to do. I have a business background. So I understand, well, what are the ramification and what's your return on investment? And what's, you know, I, I get it all. I get the marketing. I get the ever, the, um, accounting, the finance operations. You know, this is going to have an effect. On your personnel, what is that going to mean? So from that perspective, my business background has been very beneficial in working with clients, because I can definitely understand. Now, if I'm meeting with an engineer, and they want to talk about the first derivative of, I don't know, speed being whatever it is, I don't even remember what those were. No, I can't go there. Because in the business world, the first derivative of total cost is marginal cost. That's how I understand it. But it's great to talk to people without a business background and say, well, have you considered this? And I'm doing it from a Christian point of view because it's we're, we're business chaplains. The chaplaincy is as important as the business.
1: So you also work with individuals, correct? Absolutely. You're able to do weddings as well as funerals and... Uh, counseling and that kind of stuff. So um, I'm sure there's a plenty of difference between working with a business and an individual, but can you walk us through that process a little bit?
0: Yeah. I often meet people um, who their company does not offer this benefit, but they realize I'm not as happy as I should be, or I'm having marital problems, or I, like I said, don't like my job and they just need somebody to talk to them about it. A lot of divorce situations and, and, my goal is always to keep relationships as intact as possible. If they're thinking, I want to quit my job, I want to leave my spouse, um, what can we do to you know, see it from every point of view? So we meet, we can meet by Zoom, we can meet in person, or we can meet by phone. And a lot of people want phone, they like the anonymity. And that's fine with us, whatever works. And we can um, offer different genders of chaplains, we have male chaplains as well.
1: Are you guys um, national or are you just here in Georgia? Or where is where is the Turnabout 180?
0: We are located locally, but yes, we are national. We've had out-of-state clients many times.
1: So I have to ask, every time I see you at a networking event, you're carrying around baskets of mints. What's the, what's the story behind that?
0: <laughs> okay, the story behind my candy basket is when I was first introduced as a chaplain at Companies, there are a hundred employees in this company and I'm walking up and down the hall saying, hi, I'm your new chaplain. And they were kind of like, oh, okay. And some people were very receptive. We know you're coming. This is great. But I just found that if I had a candy basket, I would say, hi, would you like a piece of candy? Now I'm in their office, so obviously I'm safe. And they would say, sure. And as they were taking their candy, I would say, by the way, I'm Chaplain Lindy. I'm one of the benefits your company offers. And it was a great introduction to being able to talk to people because very few people want to pass up candy. And even if they do, they'll at least still talk to you and say, thank you, no. And when they go, I don't need, you know, it's too early in the morning. I'm like, are you going to have coffee breath in half an hour? Yeah, I'll take one for later. So that's how it started. And so when I started attending network events, which is where Ryan and I met, um, I just thought, you know what? If it works at the companies, it'll work in the, the networking world, and it's become a joke.
1: Yeah, well, like Stone, you don't turn down food, but I'm sure you don't turn down candy either. Absolutely, and I did learn. My dad taught me if someone offers you a mint, take it. Yes.
0: <laughs> People ask me that all the time, and they're say, they'll are ask, are you trying to tell me something? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm just being nice. Yeah.
1: So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you uh, either for your services for business or individual, how can they do that?
0: Admin. Admin. At turnabout180.org. We'll get you directly to me. You can also go to chaplainlindy at gmail.com.
1: Awesome. Well, Chaplain Lindy, I appreciate your time this morning. You. you mind sticking around, listening to these next two stories?
0: Looking forward to it.
1: Awesome. Now, we are going to move over to Miss Christine McCartney, who has got an incredible story herself, but you're with Sorrow to Strength Grief Coaching. And, um, Tell us why you want to, because there's all kinds of different coaching. There's business coaching, there's marketing coaching, you know, but you've decided to kind of take it to the next level with the grief coaching um, because you've had personal experience. But if you don't mind, can you share your story and why you're doing it?
2: Absolutely, Brian. First of all, thank you for inviting me. I appreciate this. Um, So, yeah, my story is kind of an odd story, how it goes back to, um, my life, I was uh, originally from Canada. My husband and I came from Winnipeg, Manitoba, and uh, we came down to Georgia, and he went to chiropractic school at Life College. Uh, he and I were together for 30 years. Um, we started our own business. Um, we owned Lake City Chiropractic here in town in Ackworth, and um, in 2015, he was diagnosed with stage four esophageal cancer and passed away in five months. So now we had a business, we had two young girls, they were 16 and 12 at the time, and uh, so I knew that whatever whatever I had to do, I had to do for my kids. And uh, so I ran the business for about a year, and then realized this was not my dream, this was his dream, and that I um, decided I was going to sell the business, which I did, um, took time off to grieve, and I did not go to... Um, and what are those grief support groups? like? I never did anything like that. I just kind of convalesced at home and did everything myself and made sure my kids were okay. And as I said, I took time for myself, um, made sure the kids were okay. But then I decided it, it was a God thing because for about a month, um you probably don't even know this, but for about a month, every night I was getting like a push, push. I felt it. And it was like, you need to start, um, a widow's group, a grief group. And, and I am not, I am not a, um, a leader per se, but I knew that God was wanting me to do something. So I went to my pastor and I said, you know me, this is not me, but I feel like God's telling me I need to start a widow's group, but I don't want to just do widows. I want to do widows and widowers. And, uh, he goes, yes, we need that. So, this is how sore to strength started. Um, at that point, then, um, I decided I wanted to go to school to become a life coach. And, uh, the incident went back to school and, you know, everyone's, as you said, there's different coaching. There could be health coaching, physical, you know, all business coaches and stuff. And I knew immediately what I wanted to do and that my niche was going to be grief. And, um, I remember our, the, the professors there were saying, you have no idea how much this is needed. And I said, well, I'm just doing this because if I could help one person go through peacefully what I've gone through, that is, that would make my heart feel great. And so hence that's how I started Sort of Strength. And, um, and, and now grief, I, I can help people, um, because grief is not just a loss of a loved one. It could be any kind of loss. It could be a divorce. It could be um, a loss of a job, as Chaplin had said. It could be um, a pet. It could be any kind of change or any of us who have gone through COVID. Our whole lives have changed during COVID. So I can help people kind of guide them to get find joy back in their life again um, and how to take those steps.
1: I like the, your, your, the name, sorrow to strength, because it takes a lot of strength to go through what you did and then start this and help others, because um, going through something personal like that, obviously, uh, being a man of faith, I don't think there is anything coincidence-wise, but God, right. you know, takes you through things and it's for that reason to help other people. Yeah. As you mentioned, you know, it could be a loss of a, a spouse, it could be a loss of a job, you know, the way you handle grief, needs to be talked about because a lot of ways, a lot of people don't handle grief the right way.
2: Oh, a lot of people don't even, it's, it's taboo. It's like, it's expected that, oh, you know, well, it's, it happened six months ago. You should be over it. And, but every individual is different. Everyone has to go through the process. There's all these different levels of grief and that you could be stuck in one level and not know how to move forward. And that's where I can kind of come in and let you have the steps. Now, there is a difference between counseling and coaching. Um, so counseling, they help um, get the person's mind wrapped around the tragedy and understanding and everything like that. What I do is I acknowledge that um, and I can tell if they are ready to move forward because you have to be ready to move forward in your life. Otherwise, this won't work. But I kind of help them Move forward, get unstuck is kind of my term that I use.
1: I like how you talked about people uh, six months get over it. So be 23 years in June that my dad passed away of unexpectedly a heart attack at my cousin's wedding reception. Oh, my goodness. And my mother was working. I won't say where, but she was still working at a place. And her boss came to her three weeks afterwards and said, you know, it's been three weeks. Get over it. Oh, my. And an interesting thing was a couple weeks later we had to have our dog put down, and he was so more in tune of saying we well, should go be with the dog. And my mom looked at him and said, "You know, wow." Anyway, um, so do you work just in a particular area, or where all can you?
2: No, um, I do most of my um sessions either on phone or Zoom, or I could meet somebody so with that with zoom um i mean i could have a client in egypt it doesn't matter because it's over the telephone um so i can have anybody that's dealing with with loss um anytime anywhere
1: if somebody's listening to you right now and they are going through something can you just give a brief nugget of what somebody might be able to do to yeah we'll get to how they get in touch with you but it gives you a brief nugget of somebody might be going through something
2: yeah absolutely um one of the things, and this, this is something that I've, I've tell my clients a lot is, cause you're struggling, you're struggling with how to go forward. One of the biggest things that I want everyone to kind of do, and you don't even have to be going through grief to do this, is called, it's a joy journal. A lot of people forget how to be happy. Every day, I want you to think about at the end of the day, what is the one thing that made you smile. Write that down. What this does is every day you do that, you start reading it, and you realize that now you are starting to look around to see what makes you smile. And it could be anything silly. It could be a dog walking down the street, pooping on the sidewalk. I mean, whatever makes you smile, jot it down, because then that is going to retrain your brain to find joy, happiness, laughter, And then soon enough, you're going to start seeing more things like, oh, wow, look at those flowers today. Those are beautiful. They're shining. They're, you know, oh, look at this little boy, you know, so there's, there's lots of things. That's, that's one thing that I kind of tell all my clients is that's the first step to start finding joy again.
1: Awesome. Thanks for that. So you had something exciting happen just before the holidays, right?
2: I did. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> I'm like what? what was that yes I got engaged um, so yeah my my husband like I said was gone for seven years and and uh, you know it's like the whole dating world was crazy but um, I found a wonderful man and we're getting married in 2025 so we got some time
1: there you go well congratulations on thank that thank you so if somebody wants to get a hold of you, you learn about more about your services or schedule something how can they do that
2: yeah, you can call me at or call or text at 404 542 1229. My email is Christine at sorrowtostrength.com. My website is um, www.sorotostrength.com as well.
1: Awesome. Well, Christine, thanks for coming and sharing a little thank bit you about Brian. your story. And uh, do you mind sticking around, Nick? Absolutely. Time? We are now moving over to Miss Charlie Darian from Charlie's Angels Movers. Charlie, thank you for being here this morning.
3: Thank you, Brian. I appreciate the invite.
1: So you do a lot within the community and we'll talk about all that, but I have to ask, first of all, you, you've told me a little bit about your story of why you started your business, but I was a fan for many reasons for Charlie's angels on TV. (laughs) Yes. Mm -hmm. um, I get that a lot. Right. So share a little bit about your story and Charlie's angels movers.
3: So it all started 10 years ago. Uh, I was looking for a moving company because I was planning a personal move out of my house. Suddenly, I couldn't find one um, that I would want to do business with. So in reading reviews, East Coast to West Coast, I'm like, man, this is really broken, like on a different level broken. So I thought, hmm, that's interesting. Simultaneously, what was happening at my full-time corporate job in the corporate world was I was being passed up on two promotions six months apart. So when it happened the first time, I thought, let me do what Charlie does, which is go back to the drawing board and work harder and do better even though there was kind of a hush over the crowd like everybody was like you know, but it was her but she was next in line and it was just a known thing it was a given so when it didn't happen I was like okay very upset but let me work harder six months later they promoted her sister instead of me and so I thought this is this is real this isn't you know I'm being overlooked and looked over and I went home and had a nervous breakdown for about a good week. I was very upset that it happened a second time and I was crying and I was in my living room and I got down on my knees and I said, God, give me anything. Give me anything. Put, sorry. Sorry. I said, God, give me anything. Put it in my head. Just give me an idea and I'll take it from there. And I don't know what else to say other than The whole it all came together with the combination of what about moving? I didn't know anything about moving, right? I knew business, I knew client service, I knew customer service. I've been doing that for a long time. I didn't know anything about moving other than military background. My father was a medic in the army, so we moved a lot, but I wasn't, you know, participating in it at that time. So I just ran with the idea. I printed literally printed some business cards that were free with VistaPrint if you guys remember Mm -hmm. Vistaprint. Uh, printed some business cards and they were very generic. I made a very generic website on Wix. If you remember Mm -hmm. Wix, I don't know if Wix is still around. And I started showing up at places that might need movers like storage companies and different things. I started sending them pizza every week and just defining my presence and just showing up. I started networking and plugging into networking events. I made a t-shirt because that's what I could afford. I had $200 in the bank when this all started, right? Um, I made a t shirt that said Charlie's Angels Movers. I s- scribbled out my logo um, one night at two o'clock in the morning and I sent it to somebody that was much better at drawing than me and they made it all come together with my box with wings and I left my corporate job two months later, as it were. Uh, my phone was ringing enough. I started at the right time. It was during the moving seasons, uh, moving industry's peak season. So my phone was just ringing to the point where I thought if I Leave the sixty hours here and devote it to this. I think I'm going to make this go. I feel like God gave it to me, and I said to God, "Give it to me," and I'm going to take it from here. So I was committed to that. So I left my corporate job, handed them my resignation. They said, "Charlie, please don't go. Please don't go now." Is what they said. It was a critical time. I said, "Oh, I'm already gone," and and that was it. So it started there, and I spent the next three years. I was the only person at the helm other than my field team of movers. So I spent the first year working on all my trucks. So if a client hired a four man, three man, two man team, I was one of two or one of three or one of four. Um, so sometimes I'd show up and be met with looks like you're, you're moving us. <clears throat> so I would get got that in the beginning. But then when they saw that, yes, I was very as serious about it as the guys were, I could lift anything they could lift. I was up and down three flights of stairs, just like they were on sofas. I was doing it at the same level, but primarily because I had to learn this. I had to d- dig it. I felt like I needed to just really dig and be in it. So I did that for the first year, and then after the first year, I didn't have to work on my trucks anymore.
1: Well, it's it's you know don't but don't apologize for choking up because when God speaks to you and you listen and you do what you what you think you do, it's amazing what He does. I mean, we all have the stories of why we're doing what we're yeah. doing, and um, I, it's just really cool to learn more about stuff that you do because. I mean, just recently you were gone because it was from the Super Bowl and the NBA All-Star game. You got some gigs for that. Yes. Right?
3: Got a contract, yeah.
1: You know, so that's just amazing. So you raised exactly. in Ackworth, right? But do you do all over?
3: We do. So we're local, regional, national moving. We'll facilitate anything out of state. Um, we do like commercial now because any of our clients that we've moved residentially, if they have a business, they always call us and say, but Charlie, I know you don't do commercial, but, and so we always say, of course, we would thank you for, you know, choosing us again. and, yeah, of course we'll do it. But so
1: you also just opened up a, a office in Texas, correct? We
3: did. So we franchise, started franchise in, um, Houston at the top of the year. So I have one of my brilliant COOs out there, two COOs with my company. One's my brother that you mentioned, Stone. Um, that's Brad. And then the other one is Corey. And he's, um, opening up operations out in Houston for us. moved there. His fiance was already over there, runs a very large, um, real estate company, her and her father. So it just seemed like the perfect fit of what we've had going on. So we've been talking about it for at least the last two years and finally launched and we're ready to ready to move on it in a big way and hopefully just sort of explode in the Houston area as the objective. Congratulations on that.
1: So I have to ask this too, because when every time I see a picture and have you you got your little dog, yes. Tell me about your dog.
3: (laughs) Thanks for asking about my dog. (laughs) Um, That's biscuit. So biscuit is actually uh, my child, right? He's definitely an extension of uh, Biscuit everywhere I travel. I do a lot of traveling business and otherwise Biscuit goes everywhere that I travel to. Um he I got him as a puppy. He's 6 years old this year. He's obviously something of our mascot has become, right? He comes to the office with me. Everybody loves him. He doesn't deal with everyone. That's just but but for the people that he does deal with, he's um you know he's just a great little road dog and companion and my little furry love and um, he was hit by a car in 2018. Mm. I don't know if you guys it's it's such a good story. Go I don't ahead. I don't well it's it's kind of long to tell it but the short version is I don't know if you guys know Toby Carmichael at at the um, Lake City Animal Hospital. He's my vet. Okay. So Toby is so many levels of fantastic. But I met Toby because my dog was hit by a car. I showed up in my raggedy old at the time I had Charlie's Angels charlie's angels charity truck um where i was doing things with homeless people we were doing haircuts and feeding them and doing thing, different things so I, I came in my raggedy old 50, 15 foot box charity truck that i didn't even know was going to start so my, i let my door accidentally swing open and i heard him before i saw him heard him and i went out there and he was just broken like i could tell his back something was devastatingly wrong um back was broken his legs were just hanging he was limp and i'm looking at him knew he was dying So I have this truck that I just pulled from storage, my charity truck, because I'm getting ready to put it back on the road and we're doing some things. And I'm like, and I'm, I knew it wasn't going to start because it hadn't been starting. So I was waiting for the mechanic, whatever. I went out, I was frantic. I was hysterical. I was the only one home. I didn't know what to do. Panic, go outside. And I'm like, I just wasn't in my right mind. I called two vets, Toby's office answered and said, come on. We're yeah, technically, you know, we're, we're getting ready to leave, but come how far away are you? Come on. So I I was, I was like well, I would do it. I call Uber I go out and I just start I just turn the truck over I start straight away which I was like thank you I go to um you know I was thinking God about that right so I I drive to the vet he meets me out in the parking lot and he's like are you Charlie and I said I am and you know I'm crying I'm trying to make my way through the tears I'm holding him he takes him out of my hands he's like I see your I see your signs you know nice to meet you and tell me what happened I explain goes back in the room um, he's gone for about fifteen minutes and. He comes back out and he's like, you know, I don't know how, because he saw him too. So I'm looking at him, reading him, like, I know it's bad. And he comes back out of the room 15 minutes later and he's like, I don't know quite how to say this basically, but he's fine. Like there's no internal. And then he just brings him out and he walks over to me and I'm just like, what do you mean? Like Toby, you saw, Dr. Carmichael, you saw that he he wasn't fine. Like how, like that's just so many levels of,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: and in that moment, I needed my dog to live through that in that moment. It was like I was going through some other critical things in my life and just a bad, bad time. So it was it just all worked for good. And I have an amazing relationship with Dr. Carmichael now. I see him everywhere, networking all over the city, and he's just – that's my buddy.
1: That's amazing what God shows up when he does. My little biscuit. Yes. What, what kind is biscuit? Biscuit okay. is a Maltese
3: Yorkie. Okay. Yeah.
1: Uh, you also have some – kids as well. I
3: do. I have, I have three kids, um, Caden, Dane and Kennedy, 24, 16 and 13. My oldest son is, was diagnosed with bacterial meningitis at three weeks old. Um, so he deals with a lot of things physically, a lot of physical handicapped and mental handicapped. So, you know, we deal with, with, uh, sort of the special needs, um, side of things. And which is why I don't know, I know that, you know, that I do a lot of things from a community standpoint. So, and I'm really just following the things that speak to me specifically, the horizon, uh, the gala tonight, mm-hmm. I'll be attending the gala. So somebody was good enough to get me tickets after I missed my deadline. And I thought I was well ahead of the curve, but, but I did get a couple of tickets. I'll be at the gala just to support and, you know, give back to that. Um, of course, the Ackworth community garden is another one of my loves because I'm, I've learned to plant things in the last couple of years and miraculously they're growing. They never grew before, but I'm just like, God could you help me out here with this one? And, you know, and, and, and everything's just growing. So I guess they like the energy at, in my place and some of the things that I'm doing. So um, Ackworth Community Garden, I'm learning some things from there. They didn't know that it was kind of double-edged double, double right. edged for me. Right. So yes, I want to come and help and do the things. But also, there's master gardeners in there that are teaching. I'm asking all these questions. So I'm, I'm getting educated. And, and then I had a lunch yesterday with, I don't know if you guys know Jimmy Durham, but... Um, good friend of the mayor's, Tommy Ollygood, if you know Tommy. And um, it was just an amazing lunch where I learned about Kenya Connect, Kenyan Connections. I don't know if you guys know this program. Yeah. Mars Hill Church is plugged into it, as I understand it. But anyway, really passionate about being able to, the idea of going over and helping orphaned kids over in Africa. And so they're planning a trip for July. So really excited about hearing more about that and seeing how me and my children can maybe go over and you know, lend something to that right, from a right. working and helping them build.
1: That's awesome. I'm going to circle back around to what you're doing in the community, but I wanted to also, do you have one of your uh, children was an American Idol, right? Yes, he was Share that experience.
3: Yeah, sure. So Dane, my middle, um, he's 16 year old. He's brilliant in his craft. He is a performer and all around entertainer. So he dances, he, he acts now and doing some theater, um, and he's a phenomenal singer. So now I'm getting him to the point where he's writing and encouraging that. And the things that are coming out with just him writing is just brilliant. But he was on American Idol at 14, two years ago. Lionel Richie said, yes, absolutely. Yes. Luke Perry and, or, or Luke, Brian and Katy Perry said, come back in two years. Your voice sounds young. Come back in two years. So. He may be back in two years or he, he may be a star by the, oh, by go. the end of this year. I just knows? needed
1: that little boost. Who
3: knows? Yeah. But so we've had many auditions since then, the next big boy band that you guys will probably all come to learn in the next year or so. So while he didn't make that audition, it was so much fun that they flew us out to LA and he got to go through the whole experience and Fox Studios were there, Simon Cowell's people, NBC Studios. Like it's, it was just a bit, we've, we have, we're just, he's literally just dipping his toe in and dipping his toe has been in just some very big projects. So we're, we're just excited and all the support that I can give him. And of course you, you, you presented something to me that w- one of the events that you have going on and I'm always one to say, Hey, if you have a spot for my, my kid to just do a song, yeah. you know, you, the, the, the crowd
1: would be pleased. Yeah. We're still working on that too. So, Good. um, all right. So before I get to all the community stuff, you also, you've started another venture, right? Don't you have something with used cars?
3: I do. So, so actually a couple. So Brian, there's a few things that we've only talked, I guess, to a right. certain point, but I do have Charlie's Angels Chariots used car sales. So, which really just stemmed from uh, my field team when I would hire people for the moving company, one in three people wouldn't have vehicles. So I'm just like, how do you, you know, this was a thing, this, I'm noticing that this is a thing to the point where, uh, can I fix that? So I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm always looking at things from a, can I solve this problem or can I lend something to, to, to this to make it better? Leave things better than I found it. Um, so I thought, well, how, how labor intensive is, is this to start a car dealership? Let me just start the process. It turns out it's very labor intensive. It's starting a whole nother business, right? Um, took me about a year back and forth with the city and licensing things. Anyway, we are finally there. Charlie's Angels Chariots is uh, so just a sweet number in my office. So now it turns out everybody wants a car, right? Mm-hmm. So it, it went from just my field team and being able to, you know, give them an option that wasn't buy here, pay here where they were getting not a good deal. Right. But based on their credit and their circumstance, whatever, this is just what was happening. So now if you work here, it's an extra incentive to retain my people as part of it. Right. So if you work here, I have a car program for you, a car buy program for you, but stay the course, stay out of trouble. You know, I deal with a lot of young men that, um, didn't have, that just didn't have structure growing up, you know, as I learned them, they, they didn't have, they don't have mom and dad's, they come from broken homes. So there are things, not, not all of my field team, but a lot of them. And so, yes, I'm the boss. Yes. I'm the CEO. Yes. I'm the owner, but I'm also mama bear. And I also, you know, it's important to me when they come on board and don't have their license driver's license. I have, you know, young 20 year olds, 25, they don't have their driver's license. Well, I want to know about that. Why don't you ever drive? Do you know how to drive? Yes, you know how to drive, but no one's ever, they didn't have parents that were teaching them type of thing. So they just never, it just fell to now you're 2025 you don't have a driver's license. We can help you with that. I have a course right here in my parking lot. Let's teach you how to drive. So at least two guys, you know, we've moved on to getting their driver's license and we always celebrate those kind of wins to just, so it's important with my field team, with all the training that I do, what I, the, the message that I really convey is that you can't be in my space and not level up. You can't be around me in my presence and not get better in some capacity, right? Because, because of your energy to me, I'm getting better. You're giving me something too. So I have a responsibility almost to give that back to you. So, so I'm just doing that in all sorts of ways. So yeah, the car dealership. Also, I'm building on a venue, heaven on earth event venues um, I've incorporated. So that should probably be in people will be staying there and wanting to stop by and see what's happening probably at the end of this year, but it's on schedule for 2024.
1: Awesome. Actually. Well, maybe we can do some events there.
3: Uh, we can absolutely do some events there. We haven't even gotten to that part yet, but awesome. I'm excited to talk to you about it. Awesome. Yeah.
1: Well, all right. So we're going to move into, because you do a lot for the community. I mean, you've shared a lot already, but uh, you and I were introduced by a mutual friend, Melissa Pearson from the Barter Company. Yes. And, My favorite uh, redhead. Yes. Um, I love giving her a hard time. She gives it right back. Um, but- when I came into your office after you asked me to come speak, with you you were already on a, in a thing for, for Arioki.
3: Yes. I'm the title sponsor.
1: So uh, you're also my title sponsor for something I'm doing all year long with Trivia that's rotating 12 charities all year long. So again, thank you for that. But, Absolutely. Um, you just give back so much to the community and it's awesome to hear. I mean, all again, we all have great stories and why you do what you do. But why is it important to not only be a part of the community, but give back?
3: Mm. You know, some things definitely when it comes to helping people, I have a um, special place in my heart for elderly people um, and animals. Anybody that doesn't have a voice necessarily or can't use their voice or doesn't know how, like that. those are kind of the things that speak to me. Jeez, um, You're pulling on my heartstrings this morning, Brian. Like, what are we doing here? It's important to me because my childhood was very broken, very broken. And, you know, my brother, who is my COO, we have a good story just in our childhood that we came from very little, and it was a struggle. And now we're here, and we don't struggle. We still struggle. Everybody struggles, but we struggle different. And um, so it's important for me to not forget where I came from, and to just help people. Like it's in my heart.
1: Well, so, I, I, I appreciate that, sorry. and, and I'll be no, you're fine. I mean. It, this is why the show's around. I mean, if you can't get inspiration from the three of you or people I've had on in the past, then there's something wrong with them. I don't know. But, um no, it, it's just incredible the amount that you do, that all of you do. Um So I'm going to circle back around to you in a second because I ask everybody this towards the end. But I want to go back. I'm going to kind of go back this way to Christine. <gasps> You do a lot. I see you a lot of networking. You do a lot of stuff, too. Why is it important for you to be part of the community?
2: As I said earlier, if I can help one person to find peace and go through what I did, that would make my heart feel good. So that that is my goal. It's not about money. It's not about people knowing who I am, anything like that. It's just it's for my own self and peace.
1: Chaplain Lindy, why is it important for you to be part of the community?
0: I think that some people are definitely called to mission fields across the country, across the world. I really believe our mission field starts as soon as we step outside our front door and we start. And you can affect at somebody's life every single day with a smile, a kind word, a compliment. I love walking past somebody and just saying, cute shoes. And guys really like it. They're like, wow, you noticed my shoes. I love guys' socks guys wear the greatest socks and it just means something to be noticed people need to be loved they need to be appreciated and we can do that on a daily basis with very little effort on our own part mostly we just need to be aware
1: no thank you so all right charlie coming back to you for a second so i guess if you ask brad he can tell you from the first night i like putting stuff together and having fun and I know Brad had a pretty good time at the first he had a great tribute. time.
3: They told um, me all about it. I'm sorry I missed it.
1: Yeah, well, hopefully, you can be back you know, two weeks. Yeah. A uh, week I'm and there. a half, actually. I'm there. Um, for this one's for the Pettit Preserve. For those of you who wanted to be part of that, we're going to be for the Pettit Preserve this time. Um, all right, so if somebody wants to get a hold of you for your moving, um, for your cars, whatever, how can they do that?
3: They can call 678 523 5353. 5, 3. Really our primary number, I do have a separate number for the car dealership as well, but you call the primary number, everything's out of the same office, so you can just kind of tell whoever's answering the phone what service that you're looking for. Also, charliesangelsmovers.com is our website, uh, Movers at gmail is our email address, and you can Google us, and we're kind of everywhere, lots of...
1: Well, on the billboards too, you can't miss them. Yeah, you know, the billboards you know, all over the place. You know, I love it again like I just love the picture with you and Biscuits. It's awesome. Thank you. So, um real quick before I, we wrap up with the last question, can you share about Arioki? Can you tell us about that?
3: Yes, thank you. Um Arioki is a the Fallen Heroes project, so basically anybody that needs resources still or could use some resources, their families from 9-11 and what's sort of transpired from 9-11, um, proceeds go to support that. So it's something that, let's see, this is the, this will be the third year for me as the title sponsor of Araoki. So we're building on it. It gets bigger and bigger. My very good dear friend, Chuck Birch, it's his baby and his brainchild. And when he brought it to me for the first time, I said, that's really fun. That's a great concept to have a charity event at the airport, airport hangar and just how we kind of tied it together and all the d- ideas that he had. But it's um it's the Fallen Heroes Project. The money goes for a very good cause. It, I like the fact that it stays local, so I like to support charities that are in either our city or in our state, so that the money stays local. It doesn't have to be that way. I do other things too, but but I do like to support that. And it's going to be at the Strand the the on Marietta Square um, this year, September the we were playing with the dates, but the thirtieth pretty sure that's the date uh, i've been unplugged from the meetings because i've had this project that i've been working on but i think last that we heard that we did confirm the 30th but it's going to be a great event you guys should buy tickets um my son will sing there's a conflict so he can't actually because i'm the title sponsor he can't participate in the contest where there's going to be at least a 1500 prize winner is what it was last year it might go up this year um but definitely buy tickets early. We're going to sell out. It was such a fun event last year, and we you know, we hope to have the support. So how did you guys
1: move from the airport to the Strand?
3: We kind of got kicked out. Oh. Because some people, sometimes, you guys know this, they don't always follow the rules, right? So if it's an airport, if the airport... Port says you can't smoke cigarettes outside over there next to the things that will explode and make you go boom. Oh yeah, yeah I right? can see that. Right, you can't do that. Right? right, so they they don't they take that very seriously as well. They should, right? And said because you had certain people, those rascals that weren't following the rules. Yeah, we we don't know if we can do this again here. So we just had to be innovative and find something else. Well, we had go. to pivot.
1: There you go. All right, one last question for the three of you before we wrap this up. I always like to end the show this way. Um, we'll start again back with you, Captain Lindy, but I'd like for the three of you to share at least one nugget, one phrase, one word, uh, quote, or whatever so people can live today and the rest of 2023 and beyond with.
0: I would say intentionally live every day of your life.
1: Christine?
2: Fall into your grief. It's okay to be sad, but you need to find a way to come out of it. Charlie, I'm going to
3: quote one of my brilliant mentors, Zig Ziglar. If you know who that is? Um, if you help, he taught me 12 years ago now, and this was a pivotal moment. It changed the trajectory of my entire life. If you help enough other people get what they want, by default, you always get what you want. I wrapped. I, I grabbed that and got my head around it and shifted. All my steps. Well, let me focus on Brian, and then by default, things will fall into place for me. And I promise you, that's exactly how things have
1: gone since. People will learn more of that. We actually use that as a motto for the Carswell Business Club. Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's great. So Yep. Good. Yeah. Well, again, guys, I really appreciate you coming, sharing your stories, being a part of this show. Everybody out there listening, let's remember, let's be positive, let's be charitable.